You're listening to Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast, an extension of SincerelyMrsMommy.com, a mom lifestyle blog and platform dedicated to sharing real life tips, advice, and inspirational stories sprinkled with a little grace and faith. With me, Desiree Ofori, as your host, plus the occasional special guest, we'll have authentic conversations on mom life, marriage, and womanhood. My mission this year is to help inspire moms to become whole, sane, happy, and fly. So keep listening to see which of these topics we tackle this week. I hope you enjoy and remember to share this with your mom tribe or a mom you love. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy, the podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have on the line Dr. Chantel Yearwood, who is a physical therapist and clinical director at Renewal Rehab Physical Therapy in Central Florida. They actually have three locations in Central Florida, and I'll let her tell you guys where they are in case you are in the area and want to check them out after this episode. But um, I have known Chantel, Dr. Yearwood, for many, 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 many years, Um <laughs> Pretty much all of her life. Yep. <laughs> because she is my cousin. Yes. Like all of our cousins. We all pretty much grew up together on my mom's side. And Dr. Yearwood was the third in line of grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much grew up as like sisters. Playing so, church um, and playing school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why I asked my cousin, Dr. Chantal Yearwood, um, to come on the podcast is because put us in the mindset of being whole, sane, happy, and fly. And it came to me randomly while I was recording the first episode I did for this year. And I like sputtered it out in the intro. And in my mind, I was like, where did that even come from? Like, I did not plan to say that at all. But um, it totally makes sense for, I think, the new direction of Sincerely Mrs. Mommy for this year. And I feel like every year has its has its motto, its mission. Mm-hmm. And I feel strongly like that is the mission for Sincerely Mrs. Mommy. And the audience this year I really want to help inspire you guys to be whole um so that's like spiritually whole being well you know in you know mentality and whatever's going on in your life that you've healed from whatever it is that you know has been holding you back that you are sane that you get you know the therapy that you need that you are journaling that you are taking care of yourself mentally and emotionally that you are um happy in little things and big things right now by the time we, you know, this goes live. I'm sure we'll still be dealing with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And um, it's easy to like just go into anxiety, depression mode over this whole thing and to be stressed about it. But like I said, being happy in the small and the big things, just being like thankful for what you do have and focusing on things that bring you joy and bring you happiness. And the fly part, like we want to look good. We want to feel yes. good about what we look like. Um, you know, with our clothes, with our hair, with our style, with our body, our mm-hmm. fitness. And I just feel like Dr. Yearwood can literally hit all of these. Um, yep, I can. <laughs> all, of <these laughs> all of these goals, 2020 goals, mm-hmm. um, as 
physical therapist. She's also a beach body um, coach. So she does physical training as well. And she's all about, you know, wellness from the spirit, from the inside, all the way out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so happy to have Dr. Yearwood on here to talk to us about, you know, how we can incorporate, you know, fitness and even letting us know a little bit about physical therapy, what it is and what it's not, because I'm sure a lot of us have preconceived notions of what it is, thinking that, you know, physical therapy is just for people who've had injuries mm-hmm. or it's just for people who are, you know, mature in age. Right. We'll call it mature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Needing help with their physical, you know, being and, and whatnot, but I'm sure there's much more to it. Yeah. And She's like our family's like resident doctor. We go to her about all kinds of stuff. So- Literally, Desi. <laughs> My mommy already yeah. talked to me about um, Samson, but I'm sure you'll tell the everyone what happened there. But she was like, do you know what she should do? And I'm just like, I'm not the medical doctor. But <laughs> <laughs> on that note, why don't you go ahead and, you know, give us a little bit more about you and how you got into this career and, and all that jazz. Well, hello, everybody. I'm literally smiling like cheek to cheek right now because... I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I'm so proud of my cousin, Desiree. Um, I Um. was fortunate enough. Actually, it's funny because going way back to when we were little, you always had that designer spirit. Like, I just remember you being in like bell bottoms and like bright colors and always (laughs) drawing and stuff like that. So it's always been there. And then just to see you living in your purpose and like what you love, it's been awesome. I also got to see her at um, one of my friends uh, open mic nights this past weekend. And she was one of the feature like artists that was painting during the show. And I was just like, it was just a proud moment. So I was super excited. So I'm excited to be here. And I'm so proud of you. Um, but yes, my name is Dr. Chantel Yearwood. I am a licensed physical therapist, um, clinical director, and online fitness coach. Um, and I also have my background actually is in athletic training. So I have history working with athletes um, and now working with a wide population from the geriatric population, uh, somewhat with pediatrics. So I, I get a little bit of everybody. Um, And I've been practicing now for about three years. Um, So technically, I'm still like a newbie in the field. But um, luckily, I've been able to be with, you know, some amazing therapists and have some awesome mentorship that has really, I think, excelled, you know, my career career and where I am right now. And a big part of that, um, I think when I hear, you know, your model right now of being whole, sane, happy and fly, like, to me, I think that's been like the season that I'm on right now. And a lot of the things that I I say to people um, is just from experience. And so like, for me, the big thing that pops out is being whole. Um, Going back to when I decided that I wanted to do physical therapy, it actually started from when I was in high school. Um, I was running track and field actually in middle school and I got an injury. I got a stress fracture on my shin, um, which didn't feel too good. And I had to see an athletic trainer at the time. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. Just being in this environment. I always knew I wanted to work in health field. I just didn't know what specific route I was going to take. So after getting interested in athletic training, I went to high school. And while there we had to do a, um, a career project. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it on athletic training. And in my research with athletic training, I found out about physical therapy. And from that point on, I was like, this would be an amazing thing to do. I just thought like, 
in the most severe cases as a physical therapist, you do have cases when you're dealing with people with like um, traumatic brain injury or spinal cord injury. And so those are the individuals that may be recovering from like a car accident or some major trauma that um, makes it difficult for them to walk or to move. And so at that point, I thought, man, how cool would that be to be involved in someone's journey like that? And so that's one of the things that um, really drew me to physical therapy. And I went with it. So ever since high school, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. But a part of me still was like, I don't want to be, and this might sound bad, but I was like, I don't want to be just a physical therapist. Like, I just felt like God had a bigger purpose for me. And I remember when I first started working at Renewal Rehab, which I've been there now for about seven years. Um, I started there as a tech and I was very intentional. I was like, I'm going to start here. But what really drew me there was um, the mentorship that I got. Um, And my mentor, big brother, Greg Todd, shout out to him. Um, But it's a really important, honestly, to surround yourself with people that drive you and encourage you to be more than even you think at times. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's really important. And I think a big part of what has gotten me to where I am now, but I remember him asking me, you know, what is it that you want? And I remember I was sitting up front in our, our front desk and I said, I want something similar to what we have right now, but bigger. And I didn't mean that as an insult or anything like that, but I've always had the mindset of being whole and whole to me is mine body and soul. Um, And for me, what that looks like is mind, you know, having a clear mindset, having focused, having intention, Um, body, of course, exercising and and maintaining your health as best as you can in that physical way. And then soul for me happens to be like my faith, um, which is a big part of who I am. And for the, the longest, I've been trying to figure out how to serve people in that way, to encourage them to be whole. And in physical therapy, I'm able to do that um, with mindset because believe it or not, a lot of what we do is coaching people every single day. You're, you're working with individuals that um, are recovering from something that for them is big. You know, if you're someone who runs track or you um, play basketball or you're a mother and you're having difficulty being able to be a mother or have intercourse with your spouse because of issues that you're having physically, or you're just not able to get back to your normal routine. um, That's big for someone in their life and being there to coach them through the good times, the bad times, the small victories, the big victories. Like it's, it's an amazing position to be in. And so I'm able to kind of go, you know, help people in that physical realm um, and then the mindset as well. And then now trying to figure out how to incorporate more of the soul. And I think, for me, being in the season that I'm in right now is I'm literally trying to do that for myself. Um, and I've, I've realized over the course of the last year, like that's where a lot of my passion comes from is I personally want to be whole. And being that I've been able to do that now with getting deeper in my spiritual walk, walk having more intention and what I do and the things that I say, like, it's just an amazing feeling. I just want to spread it out more. So that's pretty much, you know, what I do um, and where my passion lies. And yeah, that's, that's kind of what makes me me. (laughs) That's awesome. I loved how you talked about, I've never even thought about that part about you guys being coaches Mm -hmm. and dealing with mindset for your clients or your patients, because that totally makes sense. But well, we're going to come back mm-hmm. to that. Yep. 
I jotted it down because I really <laughs> want to come back to that. I think that's really, really important, something to dig yeah. into. Um, but before we get further into that, I want you to explain what a physical therapist is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what a physical therapist mm-hmm. is. Um, because I know, like I said, we have a lot of ideas of what it is and it's probably incorrect and we probably more of us could benefit from going to a physical therapist, Mm -hmm. but we don't realize that we could or should. So could you, um, talk a little bit about that? So, um, a short definition that people use to describe us a lot is movement specialists. Um, and what that means is that we go to school for a very long time. Um, like I said, in Desiree mentioned in it and so we do go over um a lot of movement and how various parts of the body affect you know your performance um causes injury and so it's really trying to dissect the human body to figure out how you can perform better um and so that's one of the main things we do now in the past we've been known to treat more after you sustain an injury. So if you're someone that has been in a car accident um, or maybe you sustained like a a sports injury, um, it could even just be like back pain. Um, It goes from various, you know, various ranges, but that's primarily, you know, what people have known us to do. And the misconception as Desi actually mentioned earlier is that a lot of people assume in order to go to physical therapy, I have to already be in pain or I have to already have an injury. And one of the things that we are trying to be better about within our profession right now is being more proactive, meaning that um, teaching people more preventative medicine or preventative care. So if you're someone who is a runner, um, how can we better your performance so that you don't have to come to us for injury? And now we have to be the person to tell you, Mm -hmm. you have to take a break, you know, let's kind of take a step ahead. Um, And for me personally, I have a major interest in health and wellness. So if I can teach you the basics of how to live a healthier lifestyle through exercise and nutrition, we can prevent a lot of the the injuries and the disease that, you know, we see all the time. Um, So I would say that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Another thing that uh, people think that we do therapist. I would say that's probably the biggest one. <laughs> um, and it's, there's no shade on massage therapists. In fact, we have um, a massage therapist that contracts with us and works with some of our patients. Um, but what you shouldn't expect, if you're going for physical therapy, you are going to have to work a little bit. You might even sweat a little bit. Okay. Um, at least if you come to see me and my team, we're going to make you sweat. And so uh, the idea is that your body, if you are, if you do have an injury, your body is going to go through various phases in order to get you to 100%. So there's a time where um, something is going to be more acute, which means if you stub your toe, or let's say you sprain your ankle, that first two weeks is kind of that acute phase. And so there's, there's various ways that you want to treat that, right? So you want to baby it or like nurture it with ice, you know, try to mm-hmm. rest it. And then there comes to a point where it's time to actually rebuild. And that's where the resisted training comes in. um, And then you get to a point where you're doing more higher intensity exercise. So um, if you're going through, you know, physical therapy that way, that should be how the progression, you know, goes, um, and what you should expect. Um, And so that is, is what we do. And a part of that, like I said, is, is coaching you through that. Um, You're going to typically, um, when you come in, you know, a, a lot of times I see it where patients are coming in after seeing 
tons of doctors. They're miserable. They're upset. They're confused. Um, some people that have been unfortunately hurt by the system. And so um, a lot of times when you get to physical therapy, it's kind of like the last thing. And you're just like, I'm just trying to get here so I can get this procedure done or so I can, you know, just whatever the case may be. And so it's it's a lot more than that, though. And you'll you'll realize that. Um, but yes, a big part of what we do is help you get to your fullest potential and get you to a hundred percent. Um, but you do have to put in a little work. It's, it's a kind of a two way street. Like you have to put in some work and, and we do as well, but yeah. Cool. And it's funny that you said that you might have to sweat yeah. a little bit because my cousin in love, my husband's cousin, she's gone to Dr. <laughs> Yearwood oh, yes. before. She was like, <laughs> she, she was working me yeah. out. What's funny is because she did because CrossFit. She had the same injury. And it was like, but well, we have, yeah. we have uh, working. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good stuff. So let's talk about, um, you know, right now we're going through the coronavirus and people are stuck at home. So they may not be as physically active as they normally, you know, would be. What are some, you know, things that we could be doing at home? And, you know, keep in mind, my audience, most of my audience are moms or, you know, parents. I've, I've got guys on here, too, so I'm not leaving you guys out <laughs> who listen. Shout yep, out to the yep. who listen. Um, but what are some things that we could do that are like, you know, the kids are mm-hmm. at home yeah. <laughs> all day. What is something that we could do with our kids or, you know, on our own if we find some time to have mm-hmm. me time to get our, get ourselves active um, that's realistic and we mean we can't make we may not be able to make it to the gym yeah. but what can we do around the house yeah. um to help us stay active yeah so i'm i'm not a mama yet um my husband and i have been married for 3 years and everyone is counting down like when is it going to happen uh, but yeah um, <laughs> but yeah when i try to go you know based off of experience and so i've actually been home um for the last 2 days our clinic is still open um but we're kind of alternating shifts right now and so it became really real to me being home. I, I was just, I was telling my husband, I'm like, how, how do you guys do it? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I think even being home sometimes and going to work because at work you have a schedule. And so, um, one of the yeah. struggles that I actually realized being home for the last two days is not feeling productive, um, or feeling bad for actually relaxing for a second because I don't have a schedule. And so one of the things that I would say in this time, um, especially if you're a parent, you still obviously have your kids that you have to care for, a lot of which are probably now um, or soon going to be doing school online, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's kind of the way that it's going right now. So yeah. I think having a routine and a schedule is going to be really important. So that would be my first tip. And not just a routine and schedule for your kids, but something for you too. So putting in time for you to get some alone time. Um, if that means having yourself a little glass of wine, do that, you know, like whatever, whatever that is for you or, or reading or writing, like just scheduling some time to have some self-reflection. But I do feel like um, that is going to definitely help, you know, with your productivity. Now for me, um, my exercise, I really prefer to exercise in the morning. And of course, everyone's a little bit different, but for me, that helps me to get the energy that I need to 
get through the rest of my day and actually want to stick to my plan. Because I know if I work out, after I work out, I'm going to have to take a shower. After I take a shower, I'm up, I'm ready to go. Let me maybe clean the house. And then it's like, it just naturally creates this discipline. And so um, trying to find what time of the day is best for you to exercise, I think is key. But now if you do have a family and you have kids that are at home, I think any way that you can incorporate them in your routine is is going to be great. So for right now, because we have this, you know, coronavirus going on, and some people are um, self quarantined, I think whatever you can do at home or within your neighborhood is ideal. So even just going for a walk with your kids, um, I think would be great or going for a run if that's something that you can tolerate. Um, there are tons of online resources now that you can find. Um, of course, if you want to, I can help you out with that as far as online training. Um, but there are some resources out there, even on YouTube, that will offer like home exercise programs that you can do and you can utilize some of the things that you have at home, even your kids' toys. So you don't have to have like a ton of like dumbbells and resistance bands. Heck, you can use your kids if you want to, if they're small enough. Um, yeah. Just trying to incorporate <laughs> them as much as possible and just have fun with it, you know, um, I think is a good idea. And then just like I said, trying to plan out that day as best as you can. I like what you said about incorporating a routine for mm -hmm. ourselves too. I saw another mom blogger. Um, she did a video on IG or Instagram for those who don't know IG, <laughs> um, <laughs> Instagram TV video um, mm -hmm. about that and how it was important. Like, There's so many lists of schedules and routines like the the parents were seeing a lot of lists yeah. and things like that going around. But she was saying that we have to remember ourselves as well. And I thought like that was really a good idea because we, we, we try to get ahead of the game and try to be like Pinterest mm, mom. Mm -hmm. and, but we forget about, you know, taking yeah. care of ourselves. And even before this virus, that's a typical thing too. Mm -hmm. You got work, you got the kids, you got, you know, your job, your business, your side hustle, but we forget to take yeah. time for ourselves. So I love that you said to create that routine and including one for right. ourselves as well. Another thing you said about working out in the morning and how it gives you energy for the day. I never thought about mm -hmm. it like that. I always thought, well, if I work out more, I'm just going to yeah, be tired. You, when you try it, you'll see it's but, the complete opposite. It's just like everything, like your system, everything mm -hmm. starts is in like drive mode. And so it just, it really gives you a, a ton of energy. So if you haven't tried working out in the morning, I definitely would. I know for me, if I work out at night, like it's just not even an option. Like it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I'm too tired. Um, but and, yeah. and even times when I actually have worked out at nighttime, like it does give you a lot of energy. So you should definitely try it. Oh, and I was going to say awesome. too, just a little tip. Um, I actually have it sitting right in front of me. So if um, for anyone that is looking for, um, you know, maybe help with trying to plan out their day. One of the things that I found, it was on Amazon. It's called the High Performance Planner. Um, and that's been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. It has like a morning and evening mindset that you journal. And it has like questions on the side that you answer that really just helps you to be more intentional with your day. And then in the middle, it helps you to actually break up your entire day by 30 minute increments from six in the morning all the way to 7.30 p.m. And so that's been really helpful for me. Like if you... Um, might have a hard time trying to actually create that. Um, that's been a good resource. So just something to check out. Okay. And I'll definitely have that linked in the um, corresponding mm -hmm. blog article mm -hmm. for this episode. So you guys can um, 
go on to sincerelymrsmommy.com and look for this episode. And I will have a list of, I'll jot down like everything that she's talking mm-hmm. about in here. So I'll definitely have a link to that. You said it was a high yes. performance planner. Okay. So I'll definitely have the link to that. And I also have um, Chantel's Dr. Yearwood's, I don't even know what to call you. <laughs> you you Y'all know. know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll have her contact information also in that blog article. So if you want to reach out to her and, you know, ask more questions or find out about getting, you know, a part of her program um, for working out in fitness and health, um, I'll definitely have that in the um, blog article for this are the show notes. So the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, you were talking about mindset and how you guys coach people through that, you know, going through this situation and I hate to keep talking about it, but it's like it's everywhere. <laughs> it's right. We're like in the first week mm-hmm. of it right now. So it's very much on our minds. You know, how important is, you know, fitness and mindset? Like we know fitness is good for our body and getting us in shape and and um, getting us, you know, being able to get that mm-hmm. energy for the day. But what does it also do for like our mindset and helping us to, you know, get through mm-hmm. difficult times like this when we're just like, like your, like your patients, they, they come in because they had an injury or something happening mm-hmm. and it's a disruption to their regular routine. And so not only are you helping them get used to a new routine with like their injury and getting better, but like their mindset as well. So, you know, this virus and what's going on right now, it's a yeah. big disruption to our regular routine. So how, what would you say about, you know, fitness and mindset yeah. with that? I think in regards um, to that? for me, a big part of what I've noticed both in myself and like patients who I've worked with is that when you have somewhat of a routine, um, it does help to give you more focus and clarity. And um, a lot of times it's not easy to get to that. It does take time. And so um, as we were talking earlier, I think one of the, the things that I see often when I'm working with patients or even a client is how big fear and uncertainty plays a part in being able to accomplish, whether it's your fitness goals or um, if it's physical therapy or really anything. Like if we even think about this whole coronavirus thing right now, I think a a big reason why it's kind of blown up the way that it has is because we all, a, a lot of people are fearful or uncertain of what's to come. And if I, if I go back to like patients that I've had, many of them come in initially and they're just fearful or uncertain of what's going to happen, you know, and that creates a huge Mm -hmm. roadblock into actually progressing and moving forward. There's been so many times where, um, you know, if I have someone come in and they're like, listen, like I've tried this, I've tried that it didn't work. Or they might even say I've tried PT before and it didn't work. And because of that, or because they're uncertain of what the outcome is going to be, they'll tell me right up, like, listen, I'm only here for the eval. I might come for two visits and then I'm out. And luckily enough, we're able to get them to a point where it's like, listen, like, just give this a chance, give it some time. And those are the patients that end up doing the best, you know, throughout their plan of care. And there's a period during that journey where this transformation comes in their mindset of like, wow, like I'm capable of doing this or wow, like my body 
is capable of doing so much more than I thought it could. And that is what gets me excited. Like I get chills just like thinking about it um, is when that mindset transformation occurs. Um, and a lot of that is, is one from having accountability. So a part of what I do in my team is that we keep people accountable. You, you know, if I say, okay, you've got to be there three times a week, come three times a week and get that done. If that's someone that's trying to have a, a workout routine, having that routine helps to keep you accountable and having people that surround you that can do that for you. Um, and that plays a huge part into maintaining that focus and clarity when it comes to mindset. Um, and then on top of that is also being able to make note of your goals and when you achieve them. Um, cause I know for a lot of us and maybe even for the moms out there is that like, you're an amazing mom, but a lot of times you don't, you kind of self doubt yourself or just kind of belittle yourself, you know, but it's like, you really are doing an amazing job or you're doing huge things. And so it's like, take time to celebrate the little victories, you know, because I think by doing that, it gives you the opportunity to see that progress and to keep going rather than reflecting on the areas where you feel like you're weak. Um, and I feel like all those, those things really does make, make a major impact on the way that you think of yourself um, and allows you to keep moving forward. And if it's your fitness journey or whatever that looks like. Um, but I know uh, for me, you know, as far as like any time that I maintain a fitness routine um, or a nutrition routine, it just helps me to be more disciplined in every other area of my life. And I know I mentioned earlier how, for me, faith is a big part of that. And um, as a, a woman of God, I, I wish I could say, like, you know what, for me, as soon as I, you know, the first thing that I do is I always, like, reflect back on my faith and then everything else kind of, you know, gets affected, which is very true. But I really believe that for me, when I'm disciplined in my fitness, I'm more disciplined in my faith because now I know if I wake up at you know, for right now, I wake about 450 in the morning to do my workouts. And so I usually have like 30 minutes after that after my routine to do some type of personal development. And so by doing that, I'm like, okay, I do my workout. And I have time between, you know, after my workout and getting ready for work, that I can read my Bible or I can pray. And before if I didn't have that routine, it's hard to try to figure out where to squeeze that in. Um, and so I know for me, like, exercise is a big part of creating discipline or routine in every other area of my life, which all comes back to the mindset, you know? So I think um, a big part of it is just having a routine, honestly. And, and don't think that when you work out or you exercise that it has to be this like long, hour long, hour and a half workout routine at the gym. It really doesn't. <laughs> like you can really get a great workout between 50 to 30 minutes, um, you know, and and be fine. Like you really can. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And like, like especially if you numbers. got, you know, multiple kids, <laughs> like you don't have time. You may not have time to do a full hour workout. Um, but yeah, don't don't feel like it has to yeah. be that intense. Um, even exercising, walking outside, going on a bike, going on a treadmill, um, things like that. Anything that really gets your heart rate up, you know, is going to help you to, you know, maintain those fitness goals that you have. So, yeah. I, wow. You know, when you were talking about doing your exercise and then having that time mm -hmm. afterwards to reflect or, you know, to do, read your Bible. I never yeah. thought about that. Like, because when you work out, not only you're getting the energy, like you mentioned before, but it, especially if you're doing like mm -hmm. a walk or a run or bike biking, you're not like doing like an actual, um, 
like the dance, you know, mm-hmm. workouts and stuff like that that yeah. I prefer, usually prefer. But like if you go for a walk or a run or whatever, like mm-hmm. it clears your mind. It's yeah. really good for clearing your mind. Um I'm you know, I'm gonna jump in therapy mode. I if y'all didn't know, I I um am also <laughs> a um have my master's in licensed mental health counseling and I practiced for several years before doing this full time. But we that's something that we would tell our you know clients that you know if you go exercise do a run or a walk it'll help you to clear your mind especially if you're feeling frustrated and upset um it's just that some does something mm-hmm. for you those endorphins you know start building up those happy hormones start building up and it clears your mind and it allows you mm-hmm. to you know focus better so you know doing your workout and then going into you know reflection mode that's a really really good routine and a really good yeah. thing to put into practice because not only are you like getting your body you know in shape and get your body right but now your mind is clear so now you know things that you may have been thinking about you know in your mind now mm-hmm. you can journal them put them down on paper get them out yep. of your brain yep. brain dump <laughs> and then you know going into your you know devotional reading your bible or you know meditating prayer whatever it is that you do it allows that it, I'm sure that doing that allows that whole experience to be mm-hmm. heightened and taken to another level. Especially like if, cause sometimes, you know, if you, if you're like, I do, I typically will wake up and the first thing I try to do, like I've made it my thing that before I go on social media or check emails or whatever, like my first thing to do is to get on the Bible app and do, you know, mm-hmm. my devotion on there. If I'm doing like, you know, devotional plan on there. And sometimes you're so tired oh. <laughs> that you yep, like have I to rethink exactly what a couple about. times. <laughs> I won't lie. There's been times when I fell asleep reading the word. I'm sorry. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shoot. I'm like, wait, what did I what did I do? What yep. did I say? <laughs> but if you get up and do your little your workout, and I like how you said 15 mm-hmm. to 30 minutes, you can get it in. So we really have no excuse. I don't have yep. any excuse now. You made me feel like mm-hmm. okay, this is I can do this. It can I can totally do this. Be done. It can totally be done. So get my workout in, wake up, get the energy so that now when I do my devotional mm-hmm. time or my personal time, I can actually focus and I have a clear mind and I can get more exactly. out of it and be ready for yep. the day. Wow. <laughs> You're teaching me a lot. See, I'm so glad I brought her on here. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So we're going to wrap it up, um, wrap it up. But um, I know there was one thing I want to talk about. When you are pregnant, of course, your body has to make room for the baby. And so what happens is your abdominal wall, which is, you know, of course, right in the front part um, of your stomach spreads. And what happens is that part where they, the two abdominal walls meet, they open. And after you give birth, either those abdominal walls will close to the way that they were prior, or in many cases, it actually remains slightly open. Um, And so what you'll notice is that let's say you are doing a sit up or you bend down to pick something up, you might notice like a little bulge that pops out on the front of your stomach. um, And that is in diastasis recti. And 
a lot of, of, of pregnant women experience this. Um, it's really not uncommon. Unfortunately, it's not something that um, a lot of people really talk about or have a lot of education on. And it is actually something that as physical therapists, we see and we treat. And what's really awesome is that um, in the world of physical therapy, there's various areas that you can specialize in. And there are actual physical therapists that specialize in what we call women's health, and they they will treat diastasis recti. Um, so if that's mm-hmm. something that you experience and you want to see a physical therapist for that, you can, um, and it's something that is covered through insurance. So if that is something that you experience, um, I would definitely recommend, you know, trying to see a PT to work on your core strength and stability. Um, and I've actually, in my experience, I've, I've treated a couple of people with it as well. Um, and it is something that you can recover from. And so just to kind of walk you through what that would look like. So usually when you go in to see a physical therapist for that, they're going to do an initial evaluation. And for that, they're going to check to see how big that space is um, of that where that diastasis recti is. And so usually they'll have you, you know, lying on your back and they'll use like their fingers to kind of see and mark how wide that space is to determine how severe it is. And then from there, they're going to put together a plan to work on providing more stability in that core. Now, what's what's really important to know about that, too, is that there are multiple levels of your abdominal wall. And at the very base of that level, there's a big muscle called your transverse abdominis. And it goes from your chest all the way around to the lower part of your back. Um, And that's a major muscle of that supports the core. So when we say the core, that's what we're really talking about. So a big part of your treatment for that will be really trying to focus on tightening that muscle underneath that abdominal wall to provide you with more support. And that goes as far as like even using your the bathroom. I know sometimes after pregnancy, um, even, you know, just lifting something, you might have, you know, some leakage that happens. And so that a lot of that stems around the core. And so they'll really work on building up that core stability. So it is something that can be treated. And that's something that I had, I didn't even, I've never heard of it before. Um, until I was pregnant with my first son. And I noticed it while I was pregnant. I, when I, whenever I would lean back, I think I was maybe, maybe like six, seven months along. And whenever mm-hmm. I'd lean back, I could see yes. my belly like cloning. And I was like, I've <laughs> never seen that before. <laughs> Is this normal? <laughs> and when I talked to the doctor about it, they're like, oh, it's normal. Your be- belly just, you know, your your abdominal wall just opened up for a baby. And it's like, okay. And then mm-hmm. they didn't make a big right. deal about it, I guess, because it's so common. But afterwards, it was still... Mm-hmm you know, pretty, pretty bad. So when I had my, but I never went to see anybody about it. I may have mentioned mm-hmm. it to you. I think I did some Pinterest digging um, a lot. And then I was like, oh, that's what this probably is. And then when I had my, but I never did anything about it. But then when I had my second son, um, I, by that time I knew more of what it was. Yeah. Because you weren't, a, you only been doing this about yeah, three years. So you wouldn't have known. Then yeah, much when you had Samson, like almost I, think I was still in school. I remember. Yeah, I was literally in that same class, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. we just learned about yeah. this." <laughs> when I had Kingston, my second, um, I I showed quicker with him, not just because my body was used to like being pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we do. We we grow, but because of that separation, it caused 
my uterus, everything, mm-hmm. it just caused everything to protrude quicker um, than it normally would have if it was already closed. So she did a um, Chantel, you know, like I said, she's our family <laughs> resident doctor, <laughs> not medical, <laughs> but um, she, she checked yeah. mine. I think I was mm-hmm. what, two and a half yep. fingers wide. So I definitely, um, I definitely still need to go and get checked out. One thing that you told me and, you know, in the meantime, before, while women are like, okay, maybe I need to go get this checked out. What, what is something or a couple of things that we should be mindful of Mm -hmm. um, dealing with this, like exercising, because I know I have to be careful of certain workouts. I did um, fit for mom. And when I told them fit for mom is a, um, a mom fitness workout group and they meet like out outdoors mm-hmm. at different areas like the park and stuff like that and certain certain things that they would do I would tell them like I have DR and they're like okay mm-hmm. so they would do a modification for me correct so, like, that was the first thing not a good say. idea <laughs> <laughs> what are <laughs> what are some things that we should stay away from in the meantime while we're waiting or you know looking into finding a physical yeah, therapist so to help us get this under control doing any movement that really um is specific to doing any type of crunch or like abdomen crunch. So um, like, yes, if you're lying down and you're doing like sit-ups that way, I would avoid doing that because that's going to cause more pressure. And anything that causes pressure is going to allow or cause that abdominal wall to spread even more. So one of the things that um, we usually refrain from is doing sit-ups, any type of like major resisted rotational movement so like let's say you're doing like a russian twist where you're lying on your back and then you're rotating your trunk side to side um that i would refrain from but a lot of what you can do mm-hmm. is if you look at up, up online it's called an abdominal brace which essentially is just where you're tightening up that core muscle and then adding in arm and leg movements so you're not necessarily Um, isolating the core by doing a crunch or anything of that sort, you're keeping that stable and then adding in resistance along the legs and the arms. Um, And there's a lot of different, you know, progressions that you can do for that. So let's take, for example, a plank. So doing a plank is great because you're not actually um, having to move the trunk. You're just keeping the core stable, but you're putting pressure into your arms and your legs, which causes you to have to work the core without having to actually move the core, if that makes sense. Um, but that that's a good example of, um, mm-hmm. of a great core exercise. Um, doing uh, workouts with like resistance bands are great because it allows you to work more eccentric control. Um, and so when I say eccentric, meaning that if you were to, um, let's say, do a row, right? So you, you, you have a resistance band and you pull your elbows down towards your chest and you slowly return that uh, resistance to the opposite direction. What that does is that when you pull, you're actively using a group of muscles. And then when you gradually bring it back out, you're having to control that movement. So eccentric just means having to control a movement rather than going through it really fast. And so um, doing any type of exercise like that uh, works really great. So there's a few things, like I said, you can find on like Google or YouTube, but just think of things that aren't going to cause you to have to actually move your core rather than having to stabilize your core. Hopefully that makes Got sense. Got it. That makes a lot of sense because I always thought, well, how do we, yeah, because I was thinking, how do I strengthen my core if I mm-hmm. shouldn't really be moving it yeah. too much, but that totally, that totally makes sense. So got it great 
Well, thank you so much again for being on this episode on my podcast. Is there anything that you would like to leave with the audience? If you guys have any questions um, in regards to online fitness training, uh, you can reach me on my Instagram or IG. It's the easiest way to get in touch with me. And that's at fitptdoc. That's F-I-T-P-T-D-O-C. Um, as well as on Facebook, you can find me at Chantel Yearwood. And then if you happen to be in the Central Florida or like Tampa Bay area, um, you could always come and see me. I do offer free 30-minute consultations that are called discovery visits. So if that's something that you are interested in or you're like, I don't know if physical therapy is what I need and you're just kind of confused and want to figure it out, um, I help try to solve those problems too. So you can always come in and just check it out and we can chat and see if that's something that would be a good fit for you. Um, and yeah, if, if you guys also have any questions about, you know, fitness or wanting to get started on your fitness journey, you could also reach me on my IG to, to get more information on that. Mm-hmm. Great. And renewal rehab, physical therapy there, the clinic is located. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, they have an office in a clinic in mm-hmm. Wesley chapel. That's where Chantel is. And then they have two more, one in Hyde Park and one in Largo as well. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much again. It was so good talking to you like this. Like, look at us all grown up. Look at us. (laughs) It's so fun to be totally (laughs) adulting. And um, yes, I, you know, I learned a lot. And like, I've always had respect for you, always, but like, just seeing like how physical therapy and fitness, how that works mm-hmm. together, not just for like to look good or to help us with injuries. I love that you said that you guys are trying to be more proactive with preventative care because that is just so important. If we can mm-hmm. prevent things before yes, they happen, yes. like it saves mm-hmm. us money, one. <laughs> and two, it helps us to continue performing and yeah. doing all the things that we need to do in life you know, longer, you know, better. So, and I love the whole mindset thing. I'm definitely, I'm going to do my best to try tomorrow to incorporate that yes. um, fitness and then reflection time oh, I because know. these They're kids, so my God. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning all the ways that fitness and physical therapy can help transform our lives through our mind, body, and soul. I'd love to hear what stuck out to you or what inspired you from today's episode. So feel free to connect with me on social media at Sincerely Mrs. Mommy on Instagram or Facebook. You can also share this with other women and even men who may find today's episode helpful by taking a screenshot and resharing it to your Instagram stories or even sharing it on your social media page or better yet, a text message to a friend. Be sure to follow the link in this episode's description so that you can see photos of Dr. Yearwood in action. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, stay whole, sane, happy, and fly.